0: Uh, we're in this series that we started last week doing three weeks titled "Are We there yet?" Um, anybody ever taken a trip, maybe a trip where you were not the one that was the driver. You weren't the one that was actually steering the ship, flying the plane. All of a sudden, you had to uh, rely on somebody else to actually get you there. You ever had those moments where you're, you're with somebody else, they're driving. And you're thinking, how did this person ever get a license in the first place? Like, that was was not a cue to start looking at your neighbors. Like, like, uh, I can feel the eyeballs of my wife sitting there, and she's like, I've been in this seat for way too long. Uh, But you ever have those moments where you are riding with somebody else, and it's like, I'm not sure... If they really know what they're doing, uh, this is kind of current on my mind because I'm teaching kids to drive again, and it's like, hmm. man, it's it's a hard thing. It's a hard thing to sit there in that passenger seat, especially when I don't have a brake and I don't have another <laughs> steering wheel, and it's like. I've got to be looking farther ahead than I'm used to looking. I've not only got to think about all of the other people on the road that are maybe like out to get me, I've got to think about the one sitting next to me that doesn't really know what they're doing and be ready at any point in time to reach over real fast and grab a steering wheel and throw us into the ditch because that might be the safer bet. You know, it's this moment that it's like just the little things that kind of shake us on the path and... When you're doing this, when you're writing with somebody else, if you're teaching somebody else, it's like, oh man, it's a short trip from Osceola to Sheraton, but I was sitting there and I was thinking, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Uh, Don't worry, we're going to keep giving lessons and you'll you'll be much better. Each time you get a little bit safer. (laughs) And at the same time, I'm fully aware of the fact that he's often writing with me, which means that there's an element of him that's like, does dad even know what he's doing? <laughs> like, how does this guy not only have a driver's license, he has a professional driver's license? Like, who in their right mind would, would do that? Uh, I used this illustration last week to talk about how, you know, w- when I was young, I remember saying, are we there yet a lot of times when we would take family trips. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? With my kids, they don't really do it, but it's often because when we're taking long trips, I've got the phone up and it's kind of navigating me and they can see that from the back uh, and that means they know how much longer than we until we get there. And I think about that when I've taken plane trips, it's like you've got that little screen in front of you, at least on most planes, where it'll show you the path that you're taking It gives you the the little arch from this country to that country in a gray line, and it shows you your progression and your estimated time of arrival. I think otherwise there might be a lot of people knocking up on the pilot's door and being like, are we there yet? I mean, how much longer till we get there? See, this are we there yet was something that we wanted as, as parents a long time ago. We wanted to make sure that our kids weren't doing that a lot that they weren't asking us. I remember one of the biggest trips we've taken, went out to North Carolina, took a big family trip. My kids had no clue that we were leaving, like no clue. We went up at night and got the 15 passenger van at night, the night before we left, brought it home after the kids are in bed, went inside, grabbed up all of the suitcases, packed it up, And then first thing in the morning, wake them up, get dressed. We're leaving. They walk outside and see the van. Where are we going? Missouri. I was not lying. First stop was Missouri. We're heading south, but at least they knew Missouri's only a half hour away. I wasn't going to tell them, oh, we're going to be driving for 16 hours. No, it's like, just give them what they needed for right now. Oftentimes, that's what we as Christians need from God. We don't need to know that this journey of life is going to take us however long it's going to take us. Because so many times we're in this world, we're looking around at the chaos that's going on in the world, and we're like, ah, I mean, heaven, are we there yet? How much longer until we get there? How much longer do I have to be here in this world dealing with all of these people and all of the chaos and all of the ignorance that's out there? It's like, it just frustrates me. How much longer are we there yet? I have been cooped inside this world with these people for far too long. Somebody let me out. I'm ready for heaven. I want to go. Are we there yet? But if I knew how much longer it was actually going to be, man, I'd be asking God daily, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? But God gives us what we need when we need it. Last week we talked about how the trials that we face or the troubles that we face, they actually create character in us. And we looked at this, especially when it comes to patience, How the trials will help produce the patience inside us, if we'll endure. But today what I want us to look at is how trials actually create trust. Because just like when we're riding in a car and we have to trust the driver actually is going to get us where they're going to get us, and they're going to get us there in one piece, we have to have trust in this journey of life. And so if you've got your Bibles, I want you to turn to Proverbs chapter 3. We're going to spend some time here in Proverbs chapter 3. If you don't have it, we've got it up on the screen. So you can turn in your physical Bible, you can tap on your digital Bible, or you can sit back, relax, and Nancy's got you covered up here on the screen. And I'm going to be reading out of the the New King James Version for most of today, but I am going to be bringing up the message translation here a little bit later after we get some of the context of this. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 Verse six, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Trust in the Lord. Don't lean on your understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways. He'll give you the direction you need. That's what Proverbs is telling us. And Proverbs is a book of wisdom. In this day and age that we find ourselves in, we need a lot of wisdom. Wisdom is fleeting in this world. It's not there. Oftentimes I'm looking around and I'm sitting here scratching my head. My mom told me a joke this morning. She's asking the kids, she's like, "Hey, do you know what manure is used for? What do farmers use manure for?" And of course they're like, "Well, like fertilizer, compost. I mean, that's what they're using it for. She's like, yeah, well, I was on Facebook and somebody said that they were told, uh, you know, to use a little manure for their strawberries. They said, that's disgusting. I think I'll stick with whipped cream. (laughs) And I'm not sure if that was a joke or a real story. That's the, the saddest part about this, because you look out there in the world, it's like, no, I've met a few of these people that might actually do that. Think, oh, are strawberries really good with manure? Let me go and buy a bag. It's like the, the wisdom is, is lost. And yet here is God that has written this word thousands of years ago for us to have wisdom And I love it even more because in the book of Proverbs, we get 31 chapters. Like, he covered it. He's like, hey, I got you covered. You can stay wise all year round because the most days you're ever going to have in a month are 31. Just read a chapter a day. You'll stay wise. And even inside of each of those, you find these little gems like this one that we are to trust in the Lord with all our heart. Don't lean on your understanding, but acknowledge God in all of our ways. He'll direct our paths. He'll make them straight. He will show us the way to go. When I sit there and I look at something like this, and I I love how often times in God's word, he sets up these contrasting terms. And so you look at this, and you're like, okay, trust in the Lord. Don't lean on your own understanding. And... I would sit there, and at first I'm thinking, well, why didn't you just say, trust in the Lord, but don't trust yourself? I thought, me just thinking, I mean, that would be a whole lot easier to understand. But when I start to look at the original Hebrew that this was written in, you start to see some more of the definitions of this. If you look at that word trust, what that word trust is saying is that you're to be confident You're to be unsuspecting, you're to inspire confidence, or to cause to rely on something or someone else. To cause to rely on someone else. And then you've got that word lean, which is to support or lean, lie, rest, or rely. I found that fascinating. Because you start to look at the biblical definitions, and what the writer in Proverbs is saying is rely on God with all your heart. Don't rely on your understanding. Now, all of a sudden, I'm like, man, okay, what what am I relying on? Am I relying on God or am I relying on myself? And what God is trying to do is he's trying to create trust with us. He's trying to create a reliance on us. Reliance is even defined as having a dependence on something. So God is trying to get us to depend on him, not depend on ourselves. And for those of us who live in the United States of America, this is a big struggle because we're all about independence. On my own, I've got this figured out. And while that's a great thing for a country to have, it's a horrible thing for a Christian to have. We're not to be independent, we're to be interdependent. Where we are relying on, depending on God. That's who we're to depend on. That's who we're to rely on. That's who we are to trust. We're to trust in God. So why don't we trust in God? And you may sit there and think, well, I do trust in God, and I I would just push back a little bit. Do you really trust in God, or do you always think that you've got to figure it out? Do you always think that you have it solved, that you know the right way? I've done this before, so obviously I know how to do it again. I mean, because everything in life is the exact same. There's never any changes. There's never any variations, right? It's like driving down the road. Road construction is road construction. It's all the same, right? No, it's not all the same. Depends on if you got a two lane, depends on if you got a four lane, depends on if it's an actual paved road or if it's a level B maintenance road. I mean, you've got all these variations and then on top of that, it depends on how good your car is. You got a car that overheats all the time and you're gonna be stuck in bumper to bumper traffic with a flagman on there? That's the wrong vehicle to choose. That thing is gonna overheat and now you're going to cause more of an issue. See, there's all these variations, so for us to think that we've got it figured out and that we have all of the answers, we're not trusting in God. And trust is something that we do understand and we do know. You all practiced trust this morning. Every single one of you. I know every one of you practiced trust. You know how I know this? Because I don't think there was a single one of you that when you came in this morning you walked over to your chair and you went... Oh, I made it. It was a little dicey there for a second. I wasn't quite sure. No, you trust that this thing is going to do what it's supposed to do. You know that a chair is supposed to support your weight. You know that you can depend on it, that you don't fall through it. Now, if these chairs looked a little different, if these chairs were wicker chairs, mm, I've been in a wicker chair, too. I've sat down on it, and all of a sudden, it's the... <coughs> <whoop. laughs> Sorry. It's summertime. You remember those old lawn chairs that we had that had the little the webbing on it? Man, you sit on those, all of a sudden the wedding wedding splits, and it's like, I sure hope that was the chair. (laughs) But we trust these chairs. We practice trust this morning. And you know why we trust chairs? Because we use them all the time. We spend time in them. We spend so much time in them. Here's somebody else that we often trust in our lives, and it's our mother's. Did you ever notice that children often trust their mothers more than they trust their fathers? <laughs> Did you ever notice that? Like, I mean, think about this. Kid slips, has a boo-boo, tore up their pants, bloody knee, bump on their forehead. The first thing they're doing is running to dad, right? Only if mom's not around. <laughs> like, if mom's there, they're running right past dad, and they're going to mom. Laying in bed at night, my wife and I, all of a sudden, thunder starts rolling. Kids come running in. They don't say anything to me. They go straight to mom. Why? Because if my kid says that, oh, I, I, I scraped my knee, I'm going to look at it and be like, eh, it's a long way from your heart. <laughs> go wash it off mom's gonna be like oh come here let me help you with that let me clean it up I'll get you a band-aid I'll kiss your boo-boo thunderstorms at night kids come running and it's a thunderstorm get back to bed mom's gonna sit there and she's going to talk with them and help soothe them and pray with them and calm them down and here I'm like get back in your bed Oftentimes, it's not just because of how we as fathers will react. Oftentimes, it's just because children spend more time with their mothers. There was actually a study that just came out a few years ago looking at this very thing. Why do children trust their mothers more than their fathers? And it came down to time. It came down to the amount of time that was spent with them. The kids know their mothers more than they know their fathers, My kids know their mother more than they know their father. They start asking, what does mom do every day? And they're going to say, like, not even what she does, what she doesn't do. They're going to say that she doesn't sit down. She doesn't stop moving. She's always on the go. You ask him what dad does. Oh, he watches TV and he plays on his phone and he's on the computer. Like, that's what they see me doing. And is that something that obviously will kind of like convict me a little bit and I'm thinking, oh man, maybe I need to spend more time with them. Yes, but it's probably more quality time that I need to spend with them, not just time. Because the times that mothers often spend with their children is time caring for them. And the time that we are to be spending with God is when God is caring for us. In Isaiah chapter 66, verse 13, it says, As a one who com- his mother comforts, so I will comfort you, and you shall be comforted in Jerusalem. God has that with us. See, God was there just like mothers are there before we're ever born. Mothers are having that bond with us. We're in the womb. We're getting a connection with them. We're still spending time with them. God knew us before we were formed in the womb, God is always there with us and He's always wanting to provide that comfort. What God is wanting us to do when we face trouble, when we have trials, when there are detours on this life, He's wanting us to come to Him so He can spend time with us. So He can remind us that He is the one who comforts us. That He is the one that will take care of us so that we will trust Him more. So that we will depend on Him more. So that we will rely on Him more. When a trial comes in your life, the first thing that you ought to do is pause and pray. Just like when a trouble comes in a child's life, they stop what they're doing immediately and they go running to mom for the comfort because they can trust her. We need to stop what we're doing and go running to our Heavenly Father. Go running to God and pray. It is so simple. But yet it's the one of the best ways that we can put our trust in God. We put our trust in Him by praying and asking Him to help us. The detours in life, God, help direct my path. I don't know which way I'm supposed to be going. Show me. Lead me. I don't want to try to figure this out because I've never faced this exact situation before. But in situations in the past, the one thing I do know is you've helped me through them. Help me in this one. We're to trust in the Lord with all of our heart. Lean not on our own understanding. So don't rely on your own understanding. That that prayer that I just gave you as an example, remembering when we're praying that, God, you've seen me through stuff in the past. We've had challenges. We've had troubles. We've had trials. And you got me through it. It wasn't me. I kept trying my own ways and I kept messing things up. I kept digging myself in a deeper hole. But God, you got me through this. When we start to acknowledge Him, when we're starting to not lean in our own understandings, we're starting to remember how He's brought us through, all of a sudden we're remembering that we didn't get us through. We weren't the ones that got us there. I've had those moments with the kids when we're out driving around and we're on a new road. Why? Because I like taking new roads. I like taking different paths. I just get bored with following the same route over and over and over again. Marvin's like that with me. We used to make the annual trip up to Minnesota for the AFCM conference up there. and we, Man, we were always taking I-35 the whole way up. 35 up to Minneapolis, then head west. Every single time. That's how we got to Wilmer. Ah, so boring. First time we decided, you know what? We're not doing this. We're not going to do this. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to head up Highway 69. And then once we get up Highway 69, we're going to cut across Des Moines and we're going to go up 141. And then we're going up 169. We're going the back roads all the way through Minnesota. Marvin and I loved it. It was fun. My mom hated it she couldn't stand it because she didn't know where we were going. And all I kept saying was, trust me. Trust me. I spent time back in the wrestling days traveling all of these roads. I know where I'm going. Trust me. Just follow me. How many times is God doing that? He's like, I am the author and finisher of faith. I know everything. I know the beginning from the end. I know where you've been and where you're going and how you need to get there. Trust me. Stop trying to figure it out yourself. You don't know because you've not been here before. But God has. He's seen it. He knows it. So He's telling us to trust Him, to rely on Him and not rely on ourselves. I want to pull up this story for you in Joshua chapter 4. And I just want you to read this real quick and then we'll give a little bit of an explanation on it. Joshua chapter 4 Verse 1 through 7, it says, "...it came to pass when the people had completely crossed over the Jordan, the Lord spoke to Joshua, saying, Take for yourselves twelve men from among the people, one man from every tribe, and command them, saying, Take for yourselves twelve stones from here, out of the midst of the Jordan, from the place where the priest's feet stood firm. You shall carry them over with you, and leave them in the lodging place where you lodge tonight." Then Joshua called the 12 men whom he had appointed from the children of Israel, one man from every tribe. And Joshua said to them, Cross over before the ark of the Lord your God into the midst of the Jordan, and each one of you take up of a stone on his shoulder, according to the number of tribes of the children of Israel, that this may be a sign among you when your children ask in time to come, saying, What do these stones mean? Then you shall answer them that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. When it crossed over the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. And these stones shall be for a memorial to the children of Israel forever." See, when we're facing these troubles in our life, when we're facing the trials, and we're trying to create this trust, because trials and troubles will create trust, in that moment, we're stopping, we're praying, we're asking God for direction, and then remember, remember how God has been faithful in the past. Remember how God has brought you through in the past. God is telling Joshua, you get these stones. You pick them up. You take them across. You set them down. And your children, there will come a time that they're like, what does this even mean? And you can say, hey, there was a moment when we didn't even see how we were going to cross, but God said we were going to cross, and God was the one that got us through. He made our path straight. He cleared the way for us. That's what these do. These remind me of those things. When we remember that God is faithful, then we depend on God. Then we rely on God. He's never failed me before. He's always been there. He's always brought me through. I don't need to rely on my own understanding anymore. I don't have to figure this out. God's already done it. All I have to do is trust Him. All I have to do is follow Him. That's what we're doing. Can you imagine what your life would be like trying to sit on a chair if every single time you ever sat on a chair in your life, it gave way and you fell to the ground? You'd never want to sit again. You, every place you walk in. (laughs) Uh, Can you tell me about the structure of this chair? What's it made out of? How old is it? What materials were used? And who did the building? But when we have a history of setting on things that do support us, we trust them. We trust them. If it fails on you, you remember that. If God ever failed on us, we would remember that. But he never has. He's never let any of us down. He'll never let any of us down. He's perfect in all of his ways. All he's asking us to do is to trust him. The only time that anybody could ever say, well, God failed me. No, God didn't fail you. You failed him. He said to trust me. Don't rely on your own understanding. And you failed to trust him. And you relied on your own understanding. You tried to do it your own way. That's why you failed. Oh, but I heard a preacher once say that I'm supposed to do this that way, and I tried this that way, and that just didn't work. Sounds to me like you were trusting a preacher. There's a reason that I'm often telling you guys you have no business believing a word that comes out of my mouth unless you can find it in your Bible. Don't trust me, trust God. I'm giving you God's word, and He's saying, trust Him. Don't lean on your own understanding. But he's saying to acknowledge him in everything. Acknowledge him in all your ways. What does that mean? What does it mean to acknowledge God? It really means to remember that he can be trusted. Maybe one of the best definitions of acknowledging God is actually inside Proverbs 3 6 out of the message translation. I want you to see Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 out of the message real quick. Proverbs 3, uh, go down to verse 5. Trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure it out on your own. Listen to God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go. He's the one who will keep you on track. You want to acknowledge God? Listen to him. Listen to him in everything you do and everywhere you go. You ever had a children, a child that all of a sudden, they're constantly like pulling on your coat, pulling on your sleeve, pulling on your pants. Mom, 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 mom. You know why they keep saying that? Because you refuse to acknowledge them. They stop repeating your name when you've acknowledged them. God is sitting here speaking to us all the time. He has spoken to us for all time. And He's trying to get us to understand something. He's like, hey, child, child, child. Child, son, daughter, listen to me. Trust me. Stop trying to figure it out on your own. I'm wanting you to trust me. This trial that you're going through, this trouble that you're facing, is an opportunity for you to build trust with me. Trust me. Acknowledge me. He's saying, listen to what I'm saying. Listen to how I'm trying to guide you in everything we do, everywhere we go. See, this is the thing that when we're facing these trials, the first thing we do is we pause. We pray. Then we remember that God has bailed us out over and over and over again. And then we listen. We listen. That's how we acknowledge. Hear His voice. Hear what He's saying to you. Because he's trying to get you through the trouble that you're facing. He's trying to get you through the trials that you have. And sometimes you can't see the right way. You don't understand the right way. That's fine. You don't have to. But too often we are doing that. We're thinking we need to do it. It's like driving down the road. Everything is good. Everything is grand. It's going well. Man, my seat's laid back, one arm up on the steering wheel. I ain't doing 10 and 2, I'm doing 12. And that cruise control is set, and I'm just moseying along. It's a perfect day. Everything's swell. All of a sudden, the dark clouds start rolling in. All of a sudden, the rain starts. My hand moves around from 12 to 10. The other one comes up here. Then all of a sudden, clouds just unleash. It is a downpour. I can't see in front of me. Cruise control comes off. I'm controlling this speed. I can barely even see the taillights in front of me. Like, I I might catch. I'm not even sure if that was a red. Maybe that was just lightning that I saw. I'm not even sure. And something happens to these knuckles. Because all of a sudden, I have gripped so tight, they turn white. You think God wants you white-knuckling it through this life? No. If anything, God's like, hey, just, you know what? We've got a built-in autopilot here. Let me do this for you. I'll get you through this. Trust me. Slide over. I got this for you. That's what he's trying to get us to do. But we have to acknowledge he's always there. He's always with us. He's never left us. He'll never forsake us. We all will face trials. We all will face trouble. But we need to see the trouble as an opportunity to create trust. This that I'm going through, this that I'm struggling with, I've got to trust God. See, I love preaching messages like this. I don't know if you all realize this, but usually the message that I'm preaching is the message that God's been dealing with me on. I'm not trying to teach you something that I learned 50 years ago. I'm not even that old. I'm not trying to teach you something that is like brand new that I'm just picking up. No, I'm trying to teach you about something that God is teaching me. Because the pastor of this church, I'm to help lead. I only have to be one or two steps ahead of you. And I know that if I'm going through this right now, y'all are going through this right now. God is leading us through these things. And what God is telling us right now, what we're facing in our life, what we've been praying for, God is sitting there and he's saying, hey, I've got this. Trust me. Trust me. You don't have to have all the plans. Let me give them to you. And just like when we took that trip to North Carolina with our kids, they wanted to know where we were going. <laughs> we're taking a vacation. Where are we heading? We're heading to Missouri. Hey, we made it to Missouri, and they were all excited. All right, well, where are we going once we're here? Well, here in a little bit, we're going to have to stop and get some gas, so we're going to find a gas station. And then probably in another hour or two, we're going to have to stop and get something to eat. Well, now where are we going? We're going to Illinois. Illinois. Really? Yeah, we're going to go see Superman. Like they didn't need to know every single step we were taking. All they needed to know to be comfortable and enjoy the journey was what the next step was. And that's all God's trying to get us when he's telling us to trust him. I'll give you the next step. And then I'll give you the next step. And then I'll give you the next step. All you have to do is trust me. Don't rely on yourself. And in each step along this journey of life, acknowledge me. I'll make sure you stay on the right path. That's what he's telling us today. Trust him. Let's pray.